Good morning. And good morning in the Zoom room and on Facebook. A happy Mother's Day. Please let my words speak for you. As they say, good morning, God. Thank you for the beautiful day. Thank you for all of the mothers in the world and all of those with the mother spirit. As I stand here this morning, I take a deep breath in. And I release it, breathing in joy and releasing love. And seeing that love travel throughout the room and outwards. As I come into right here and right now, I open my heart, I open my soul, I open my mind as I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana talking this morning, knowing that I receive and each one here receives exactly what it is that we need to receive in this moment. And so in deep, deep gratitude and knowing that my words are coming into being, even as I speak them, I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. I'll get used to doing those others. Welcome and happy Mother's Day. If you're new with us here this morning or online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an independent interfaith community, and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. So I welcome you home to our community, should you choose it for yourself. I welcome you home to the guidance and the wisdom in your own mystic heart, because we all have that. So I thank you for joining us in celebrating the Divine Feminine this morning. The Divine Feminine that lives in each one of us, the creative aspect of our humanness, and the gifts and the beauty of our beloved Mother Nature. So this morning we center our reflections and contemplations on the gifts of the Mother, and we begin our meditative journey this morning by joining our voices, deepening our connection through music.
together we are dropping down into the depth of our consciousness. So taking a long, slow, deep breath in. And then feeling a brief pause. And then letting it go. Feeling the presence of new life entering your being with every breath you take. And allowing anything that is not life-enhancing to be released back into the atmosphere where it is transformed. Breathing in vibrant energy and then sending that energy out into the world on the out-breath. Creating an atmosphere of love, of peace, and wholeness, both within and without. Taking another moment to follow the breath as it settles into its own natural flow. And then slowing it just a little bit more. And then allowing your awareness to move away from the breath. Grounding yourself even more deeply into the silence. Into the eternal nature of your being. Where you feel and know your oneness with the creative intelligence of the universe. Together we're attuning ourselves to a higher vibration as we co-create this experience with the infinite. Take a moment to feel the energetic vibration of spirit in your body. We take a moment to feel the oneness of our global community, sensing a web of consciousness that surrounds and infuses the planet, each one of us a radiant point of light in that web. And now extending our vision to all beings, acknowledging every human every creature, every plant of every kind as a part of the web. Every rock and grain of sand, every drop of water infused with God's radiant light.
extending still further into the cosmos, to the wind, to the clouds, the stars and the planets. One light, one life. Acknowledging our connection with all of life, our collective work here is empowered. Our collective prayer and meditation leave an imprint of peace, of love, of grace on the world, on the cosmos, for all time. Transformation is underway. Wholeness is being revealed. As we come together this morning, we share a heartfelt intention to spend time as spiritual family in deep communion with that which is beyond time and space beyond definition and description. From deep within, we feel the impulse to grow and evolve, choosing to do so consciously. This month, we're focusing on the spiritual quality of creativity there is a creative process always at work. We recognize it in nature. We know it as our lives unfolding. And we take part in the process of creation in our own lives and as part of a global community. As one by one, each of us acknowledges and learns to consciously create. Our lives and the life of our planet is being transformed. The gifts of the mother. The receptive, nurturing, and sustaining aspect of the divine. the counterpart to the Holy Father or the volitional generative aspect. In ancient Chinese philosophy, we find the yin-yang symbol. It represents the seemingly opposite forces or aspects of life, of the all that is. Rather than opposite, these forces are actually complementary, interconnected, and interdependent in the natural world. Each gives rise to the other, spiritual power flowing between them as they interact. Each of them is present in every one of us. Today I'm speaking of yin, 
allow yourself to acknowledge and experience the yin energy, the divine feminine in you. In other traditions, there are other names for the receptive, creative energy of the universe. A Christian might call it the Holy Spirit. Ancient mystical traditions might call it Sophia, or Lady Wisdom. The New Thought traditions might call it the Soul, or the creative medium. By whatever name we call it, we know it as the foundational principles that govern the universe. And so they govern our lives. What do we know about spiritual principles? They are predictable. We can depend on them. They are impartial. They work the same way for everyone, all the time. They respond by corresponding to whatever we give our attention to. Whatever we send out, is mirrored back. We create a cause and according to principle we get a corresponding effect. They are invisible and so we tend to forget they are always working. Whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not. We might be familiar with these principles as the law of expectation. What we are looking for is what we find. Or the law of being. What we are in the world, what we bring to the world, is what we experience. Or the law of faith. What we have faith in is what we perceive and draw into our lives. It is reassuring to know that there is a power at work that we can tap into, that we can use to make our lives more peaceful, more abundant, more beautiful. In fact, once we are conscious that this is so, its power seems to grow. This can be the good news or the bad news. As long as we remember that it is always working, 
and align our thoughts, words, and actions accordingly. Our lives become more graceful as time passes. We can consciously call on the Divine Feminine to assist in our creation of a more beautiful life and a more beautiful world. Call her name and she will answer. a loving place tender and full of grace sweet sister hear our prayer oh mother take us there there is a loving place where peace shines on every face This is the dream we share Oh mother take us there Oh mother take us home Please melt these hearts of stone Guide us with
We call the Divine Feminine by many names. Mother Nature, Shakti, Shekinah, Sophia, Grandmother Earth, or simply the Goddess. Gentle, tender, compassionate, and kind. She is the nurturing aspect of spirit. The Great Cosmic Mama that holds the entire universe in her lap. She is also the womb of creation 
giving birth to all that exists in the phenomenal world, and then lovingly sustaining her creations, providing all that is needed that they may flourish and thrive. She receives our prayers, planting them deep within herself where they begin to develop and grow. Hindus, Jews, and Christians all believe that human beings are born with attributes of the divine. The spirit dwells within us as us. Whether we are male, female, or non-binary, the Divine Mother is present and active in each of us. She shows up as our creativity, our intuition, and our compassion. Each of us has a unique blend of masculine and feminine energies, qualities, and attributes. And these characteristics influence how we interact with the world. We might visualize a spectrum with yin on one end and yang on the other. In meditation, we may look within and find where we are currently balanced. The very act of looking within in meditation is an expression of our divine feminine nature. We open our hearts and minds to receive inspiration. We engage our intuition, our undefended receptivity to whatever it is that our soul is longing to discover. As we share these moments of sacred silence, let us listen deeply for the loving whispers of the Divine Mother.
the music gently guides us back into this time and this place, we give thanks. We're grateful for this shared communion, for the support of spiritual community, for the insights and inspiration we have received. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. Fully unified and identified with both our yin and yang qualities, we allow them to bring our thoughts, words, and actions into greater balance. And as we do so, that harmony is reflected in our outer experiences. Competition yields to cooperation, lack to abundance, greed to generosity, anger to peace. As Reverend Diana continues her uplifting message, we expand our receptivity our compassion, our intuition. And we give great thanks for these, knowing that they are indeed gifts of the Divine Mother. Knowing that where we place our attention is what we grow in our lives. And so in our creativity, why not give our full attention to a creative vision, to what we want to experience, to who we want to be moving forward. Real change begins in the invisible world, in our faith. We choose to consciously place our faith in the love or self-givingness of the infinite. We place our faith in the law or the divine order and process that is always at work. We place our faith in the purposeful nature of everything that happens, trusting that it moves us toward a higher experience of ourselves, that it serves our soul in some way as it makes its evolutionary journey. The infinite intelligence of the universe uses everything for good. Nothing is wasted. And so right here in this sacred moment, I breathe in all that has been spoken. I allow it to change me so that I might become more and more open and responsive to the creative life of spirit moving through me. I realize that there is only one thing going on here 
and that is God expressing and experiencing itself as all of creation. How else could it express itself? And so it must be living its life as mine. It beckons me to give it permission to live fully and completely. And so I do. I say yes to all of the good that life has to offer. I open fully to welcoming and receiving the joy, the peace, the beauty, and the grace that so easily flows to me and through me as I let go of all that has come before and start anew. I am made new by the renewing of my mind. I am so grateful for this realization and for the chance in every moment to begin again. I have absolute faith that my powerful word is creative and is moving into form and experience right here and now for each one listening. I release it fully and completely to the loving, lawful presence, calling it done. And so it is. Amen. Satu Ashe. share with the world.
Invite us to bring our awareness back into the space. To become once again aware of your body, your senses. Of the atmosphere in the room, the air as it touches your skin. And as you feel ready, allow your eyes to gently open, just taking in whatever's before you. Coming back into the space. We open not only our eyes, but our hearts and our minds and our arms. And as you feel ready, take a look at who is here with you this morning. Part of your spiritual family, one of your support system, some of the people in your life that care about you and will help you when you need it or may ask you for help in their need. So as we close our Teze portion of the morning, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good, should you choose to do that, in support of the work that we are doing in the world. We are branching out in that work. If you're joining us online, you can find a donate button at mysticheart.org, or you might find our mailing address if you prefer that form of contribution. But in all forms, we say thank you for your gifts, your financial gifts, your gifts of time and talent and skill and love and all that is given here. So as we offer our offerings this morning, I invite you to watch a brief video from Farmer's Footprint, who we are still supporting with our lunch and coffee donations. This is called Communal Wealth. I get asked the question frequently, well, is your, is, is your way of farming regeneratively profitable? Well, what is profitable to begin with? What is profit? Isn't profit the balance between the energy in the system and the energy that you harvest? Now, if you don't put money into that, you could just measure energy, and from an energy perspective, we are the most profitable system out there. Now, if you start to account 
for all the energy lost, the energy transformed or not transformed, the energy that you squandered when you say clear cut this forest or things like that, or you plow a field, all the energy that you lost that could have been transformed into food that we could harvest. When you start adding all of that up, yes, again, if you quantify and put a value to that, we are again the most profitable system. So yes, but not according to a colonizing mentality, we are not. But it isn't because we are not. It's because that system doesn't recognize true profitability. True profitability is our ability to create communal wealth. And communal wealth for us and well-being is the true accomplishment of the system. It's the actual ultimate measure of whether the system works or doesn't. This space of regeneration is so abundant that there is something for everyone. While if we continue to think of things in terms of profit and things like that, there is only some for a few and the rest always pay the bill. Organization is doing a lot of good work in the world. So we say thank you today for your gifts. We know that the gifts that you offer us move through our hands, the gifts of spirit, to spirit, through spirit, and out again to spirit. So I invite you, if you would like, if you are a planter, a gardener yourself, I have plants here again this morning for your, <coughs> for your adoption, if you would like any of them. And um, you're welcome to come back at 10.30 and join in our conversation. Join us for lunch if you like. But for now, we're going to send you out either on your way or on your coffee break. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill Success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayers. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayers. We love you. Thank you for being here. All right. Glad you're here. Let's go. Welcome to the Mystic Heart. Join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible.
This is much better. <laughs> good morning, Mystic Heart. Good morning. And good morning in the Zoom room and on Facebook and wherever you are when you watch this. And good morning, God. It's me again. <laughs> Thank you so much for this beautiful day. Thank you for being here in each and every person in the room and each and every person here in spirit. I take a moment to just breathe and bring myself into this room to celebrate you, to celebrate 
the divine feminine aspect of you. In deep gratitude, I know that I and each person here receives exactly what we need for today, whether it be spiritual, mental, physical, because there's some good food coming up, and in whatever other way. Knowing that my words are already coming into being, I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Oh, I love that energy. Welcome and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. I appreciate you all taking your Mother's Day time to be with us here this morning. If you're new with us here um, on Zoom or online this morning, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an independent interfaith community and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. So welcome home to our community if you choose it for yourself and welcome home to the grace and wisdom in your own heart because that's where yours, your answers, your knowing lies. This morning we center our conscious conversation on the gifts of the mother. By this I mean the divine feminine in each one of us. The creative aspect of our humanness and the gifts and the beauty of our beloved mother nature that supports us all. So this is what we celebrate today. Before we jump into the conversation though, we invite you to give your awareness to the felt presence of spirit in your body. Take a moment as we vision together our love-soaked world, allowing the experience of the presence of the life of the love to just move through you. The sacred practice of envisioning a love-soaked world where all humans are embodying and living from peace and joy, from abundance and generosity from justice and freedom as the living principles that guide our lives, every one of us. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion, honoring and caring for one another and for our beloved planet. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home where mental and physical health, education, healthy relationships, these are all ensured by social systems that are grounded in wellness and in wholeness. Where right livelihood and creative contribution and a sense of belonging are accepted as gifts of the spirit and are enjoyed by all beings. We're creating a world in which all beings are valued and respected for their inherent goodness and light. Where the peace we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of hatred, free of violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed. Where there's absolute abundance in just having enough. 
where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full and rich and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every person is a caring and conscious vessel through which generosity flows. And it is by the power of our collective intention that we write a new story. We create a world that works for all beings. We know that our good work is bearing fruit as we align our actions with our vision. We do not lower our vision no matter the appearances in the world, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but it is inevitable. It's coming into being right now, and we trust that this prayer is an integral part of its graceful unfolding. We open our hearts, we open our doors and our arms in radical welcome, erasing all lines of apparent separation. We create an open and loving community to which all are invited and in which all have an equal voice. Our powerful vision is moving into form and experience right here and right now. And so we simply let it go and let it be. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. Sathu. Ashe. Aho. Take a look, see who's here with us today, celebrating this Divine Feminine Day, <coughs> sharing the space with you, saying good morning to all of our friends and family members that support us. If you were with us at Teze this morning, you know that we've been looking at the gifts of the mother this morning. And for those who weren't there, we talked about the creative process that is always at work. This creative process is, is part of the divine feminine. We recognize this creative process in nature, and we know it as in our own lives, as our own lives unfolding, creative process again at work. And we take part in the process of creation, both in our personal lives and in the global community. So each one of us takes part in that. Whether we're conscious that we're doing it or whether we're not, we're still doing it. We contemplated the yin and the yang and how they are not so much opposing forces but complementary forces that are interdependent and interact with one another. And how we all have both feminine and masculine energies and attributes and qualities. And we reflected on spiritual principles that are always at work within the creative process. So we kind of, that's where our meditation went this morning. So I want to kind of springboard from those ideas by asking some additional questions to see where it takes us. These are going to be more open-ended things than, than sometimes they are. So let's see where we go. So to set up the first question, I want to share some thoughts from Carolyn Mace's audio interviews that are called Holy Language. Basically, and this is kind of summarizing a bunch of ideas from a couple of her interviews, she says that the invisible world is really, really, really well organized. Okay? It's not carelessly put together. 
There's no accidents happening out there. Quite literally, everything we think and say and feel and do leaves some kind of an imprint. It sets some kind of a cause in motion. So we're all part of this one living consciousness. There truly is no separation between us, even though we appear to be separate. And then if this is so, then what I am thinking, okay, this is hard sometimes to hear. What I am thinking is no longer private. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. It affects the world around me. Whether they can hear it audibly or not, it sets some kind of an imprint into the race mind, into the race consciousness. So privacy is no more. Okay, it's an illusion. Okay. She talks about how all of life breathes together. So I'm going to pause right there with that set of ideas and just ask for your thoughts about that. Like one seed can spread out through the whole thing and a good thought can just take off and just go to the end of all. There you go. So one good thought, one good seed planted can, will just ripple on and on and on. And there's no telling where that will end. Sort of a pay it forward. It's kind of a pay it forward when you're intentionally positive about things. That really works with healing. Mm -hmm. When you heal yourself, you heal both ways, your lineage backwards and your lineage forward. So the work you do on yourself isn't just for you, it's for your whole lineage in the world. If you become a better woman, okay. then everybody has a possibility of being a better woman. All right. Healing is not just for you. It's for your lineage in both directions. Everybody benefits. When I think about the breath, I think about the way of opposites. Mm -hmm. And that every, it just reminded me to, it brought my awareness to that everything's always in balance. Uh-huh. That's what I thought of. So it always comes back to balance. We're all breathing together. Mm -hmm. Something about that Right. Jesus said, how can a bad tree bear good fruit? So if you think of our thoughts as being a tree, mm -hmm. that our the ultimate, what it, what it bears is kind of dependent on where our thoughts are. All right. So when our thoughts are held in those positive spaces or even when things are difficult and feelings are difficult, if we can allow that to move through us and keep our view, our thoughts, our outlook moving in a positive direction, we're, we're going to bear good fruit, ultimately. Everything starts with a thought, and the thought can be changed. Okay. Everything starts with a thought, and a thought can be changed. That same idea that CJ said is like a thought can can move us forward, mm -hmm. but in yoga it's like the breath is more subtle, the thought is more subtle than the breath, and then the breath 
and then our actions are the most gross, the most physical. So right. our actions can do that. Yes. As well in a more powerful way. Right. Yeah, in our in our love soaked world, we're envisioning and we're praying and we're feeling and we're sensing. But if we don't bring our actions into alignment with that vision, then the world, it, you know, we're going to slow the process down. All our actions arise from our thoughts. Our actions arise from our thoughts and our feelings, people. Well, in line with balance, the opposite is true as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be the funk in the room and, can. and spread that out mm -hmm. and other people that are sensitive might pick it up and then the funk grows. And uh, I think it's also important to check if you're the funk. If, if you walk in agree. and you say, ah, it might be you. You might be funky and you need to check yourself. But what I was thinking about is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you are the funk in the room. The idea of things staying in motion unless something opposes the action right. of God. You, there can be a real negative thing going around and around and around, and then you have the ability to stop it and yes. you change it and, and send it out differently and, you know, yes. freshen up the funk. <laughs> Thank you for bringing up the funk. <laughs> because I actually will confess to you that I don't have any reason for this, but when I got here this morning, I was the funk. See? Before any of this started this morning, at about 8 o'clock this morning, I was the funk in this space going, I can't, I can't, can't do that. It's not, it's not going to work. And so I had to take action. I had to do some prayer. I had to sit. I had to shift, consciously shift into the welcoming, loving space that was not the funk. So yes, that can also permeate. And it can be interrupted and shifted. Discipline is helpful. Discipline is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> strength is helpful. Yes. And guess what? Even if you were the phone, you're still accepted. <laughs> I appreciate that, too. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Well loved. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, One of the biggest things that you showed with that was awareness. Right. So I'm going to say awareness is always helpful. Yeah. First, first step in shifting is you have to be aware, like April said, you got to be aware that you're the funk in the room, that it's not coming from somewhere else. And it can spread. <laughs> That's why the awareness is so important. Yeah. You can love somebody that's in a funk without getting their funk on you. That's true. <laughs> you can do that. Again, awareness. There's a funk here. My bubble is going to keep that funk from spreading all over me. Teflon yeah. blessing. Teflon blessing. <laughs> I love it. That's the part of what I said that I really, really liked is that sometimes when you're feeling that, the first thing you do is stop and say, is this mine? Right. Because if it's not mine, I reject it. You yeah. can do that, but you have to, to do that check-in sometimes. Yes. And that was part of my process, actually. And I did realize that it, it wasn't mine. I'd had some messages from some other folks that I care a lot about. This is a hard day for some folks. Mm -hmm. And some of that difficulty that I'm aware of 
was permeating, you know? I was feeling, feeling for others. And I didn't realize that was happening until I checked in and went, what is this about? So yeah, if you ask and you're really willing to listen, it'll come, you know, it'll come to you what it is. So she also speaks of how some people are afraid that through technology, they're being watched. What else is new? Or <laughs> being listened to. Her advice is to never mind the government. It's heaven you should worry about. Oh, really? <laughs> We're all part of one mind. She's talking again about this, this one, oneness idea that if there's in fact no absolute privacy in the terms of we all affect one another. Every word you say is a prayer. Every choice you make makes a difference in one direction or another. Do you believe that this is true? Any truth in that? Yeah? I find it interesting that many people accept without question that God hears and knows everything, but they freak out that the government does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd be taking a longer range approach, I think. So how do you know, if you feel this is true, how do you know it's true for yourself? How, how do you know that? You can see your effect on other people. Okay, you can see your effect on other people. Definitely their effect on you. And their <laughs> effect on you. I know like when my light's shining good, mm -hmm. I see the light come back from other people. Okay, so you and see yourself reflected back. Yeah, and then my light's off. Mm -hmm. I don't see that. Yeah. All right. Good one. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I love that. Listening to and spying on in the world, you know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like first of all, you're welcome. And second of all, <laughs> like, who cares? I'm well, not that interesting, you know. Right. As far as like the, the, the collective, you know, my, my grandma, who I already had my baby moments over this morning. Yeah. Um, she always used to say, well, you don't want to take a boring story to God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, well, you know, I was saying this morning, she never, she would never give you advice or her opinion. Uh -huh. She would just listen to whatever was going on with you, whatever you were thinking about doing that. Okay, maybe you should go and do that. Come back and report. Because you don't want to take a boring story to God. <laughs> so go, you know, go do it. So I, I believe that, yeah, the, um, the separation and the, and the, the thoughts and, and all the things that we have here on earth, the lies and, the, you know, different things that we keep to ourselves, mm -hmm. I, I think that's a human condition. I don't yes. think that it's going to go with me up there and I'm going to be like, no, I don't want them to know about that. I think it's just going to be, you know, a shared, a shared experience. So, hey, I'm, don't take a boring story to go. You know? There you go. Make your life interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother was the opposite. Oh. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's another something to consider. Happiness is not created as the result of certain conditions existing. Certain conditions are created as a result of happiness. 
Love is not created as a result of certain conditions existing. Conditions are created as a result of love. Yes. This goes for everything. There you go. Compassion. Not created by certain conditions existing. Conditions are created as a result of compassion. Grace is the opposite of conditions. Grace mm -hmm. is the opposite of many times of what the situation is. Because right. You're basically turning that around. Right. So grace lifts you above conditions, lifts you into another space. Sometimes in ways, I mean, we we can't explain it when it, when it's grace. It just. Can I tell a more nuanced personal mm -hmm. tidbit? Absolutely. Yeah. How how deep this goes? Yeah. <laughs> and like I have probably ten examples, but this is just one. I ha I personally had to overcome the um, the I'm going to call it the Disney fairy tale. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was living inside of me that there was someone outside of me who was going to come and it, like it's a Prince Charming fairy tale right. that has been handed down to us through stories over and over. I didn't know it was living in me. Uh huh. And when a, something had to break down, really break down, and I, rec I was aware of it mm -hmm. and got was on the other side of that, and then someone came into my life who was very very supportive in so many ways. Uh huh. And all of that breaking that it just came in. Right. <laughs> it was like this shift of energy. Yeah. Because really that fairy tale was blocking anything else from coming in. It was a deep belief and I, I didn't even realize it was there. Yeah. It's in that's in our race consciousness. Yeah. We are we are born to believe that there is some prince or princess that is going to you know, somehow. Rescue us. Rescue us. Make our lives so much better. And this shows up in other ways for people, too, who you know, right. don't know how to do that. Yeah. Pay someone to do it for them or something. Right. <laughs> that doesn't so work. It shows up for guys. I mean, the opposite, you know. How yep. are we ever going to live up to that? Right. You know, I yeah. Slay a dragon? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> Where's that yeah. knight in shiny armor? Really? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> there she is. <laughs> so same with abundance, okay? It's abundance isn't about conditions. Conditions come from your sense of feeling abundant, abundantly provided for, abundantly healthy, abundant in relationships. Seeing the world as an abundant place. Freedom's not created by conditions. Certain conditions are created as a result of our knowing that we are free beings. Even if something is restricting our movement in any given moment, nobody can control the experience of what's going on for us, our internal experience of what's happening. Oh no. <laughs> I have to take responsibility. Oh no. <laughs> well, it doesn't translate well when you're young. Yeah. I had that, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, I already knew, like I don't, and all these people would tell me who I had to be and how I had to act. And right. I, and it just didn't look well, like very good when I was young. It looked like defiance and, and too much will and, yep. and all this stuff. And, and I was just like, no, I know that you're, you're mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But it does, it's one of those things that, I guess, as, as parents and, and, like Kimberly said, the healing of the generations and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, it's, a, it's up to us when we become aware of that. Right. To not, to not pass that forward. Yes. If at all possible, when dealing with the younger generation. Don't spread the funk. Don't spread the funk. <laughs> Get the funk out. Get the funk out. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so. <laughs> Get the funk out. I love it. What if we're not in a place where we're feeling happy and loving and compassionate and free and abundant? What if we have good reasons for why we're not feeling that way? What if we've been hurt? What does it have to teach us? What if we have calcified old thought patterns that have been with us for decades and decades? Breath work. Got some good tools in the room. Looking to see where it started. Looking to see where it started. I think the, the pain that we experience is God trying to chisel away that calcified junk, that stuckness. Okay. You know, and the more we stay stuck, the, the harder more painful it gets often. Yeah. Kind of like arthritis. <laughs> what we don't Literally. Use, we'll Lose. We know that what people say. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with our firing, neuro neurons firing. It's the same right. thing with our fascia and our movement. Yeah. So connected. Yeah. Use it. A human form is in all of its pieces. It's it's meant to move. It's meant to stay moving. Yeah. Love oh. is a great solvent. Love is a great solvent. I like that. Yeah. That, that your favorite uh, quote from the Gospel of Thomas. It's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can wait. I love it. I love the, the connection. <sighs> so first, though, before that comes up, I want to offer a, a tool today as part of our time together. And it may or may not be a new thing for you. But it's a specific kind of prayer that you could add to your toolbox if it, if it resonates with you. But before we jump into that practice, I want to just give some context for it. And I'm sharing again from The Secrets of the Lost Mode of Prayer by Greg Braden this week. I shared some last week as well from, from that book. So first, he, to set this up, he says that there's a power that lives in the space between that subtle instant when something ends and what follows next hasn't yet begun. From the birth and death of galaxies to the beginning and ending of careers and relationships, and even in the simplicity of breathing in and out, creation is the story of beginnings and endings. Cycles that start and stop, expand and contract, live and die. Regardless of scale, between the beginning and the end, there exists a moment in time when neither one has fully happened. 
That moment is where magic and miracles come from. In the instant of between, all possibilities exist and none have yet been chosen. From this place, we're given the power to heal our bodies, change our lives, and bring peace to the world. All events originate from this powerful, magical moment, the space between. Absolutely, yeah. So then he goes on a couple pages later. He says, similar to the way in which many images strung together make a movie look so real, life actually occurs as brief, tiny bursts of light called quanta. The quanta of life happens so quickly that unless our brain is trained to operate differently, as it would in some forms of meditation, it simply averages the pulses to create the continuous action we see as like the Sunday sports or as a movie. Within this explanation, the simplified explanation of life, we also find the key to our healing. For one burst of light to end before the next begins, there <coughs> must by definition be a moment in between. Within this space for a brief instant, there exists a perfect balance where nothing is happening. The events that led to the burst are complete, and the new events haven't started. In this place of no thing, all scenarios of life, death, suffering, healing, war, peace, exist as possibilities and potential. This is the place where feelings and prayers become the blueprints of life. The key is that our emotional state during prayer determines the kind of blueprint we create. Knowing that the field is a reflection of our inner beliefs, we must find a way to clear our hurt and anger before we pray. Wow. Hmm. What are we creating in the womb space? What are we creating in that womb space? So when I say I drive past an auto accident on the highway and I become upset because I'm real sensitive and that kind of thing always can grab me if I'm not careful. Before I move into prayer, which is a practice, it's, he's saying it's really important for me to create that gap between the pain that I experienced and the prayer beginning. When I watch something on the news, if I'm really upset about something and I've moved to pray about it, he's saying I need to be able to set that upset aside 
before I begin the prayer. The gap he's talking about where all, all things are possible and nothing has yet been created. Mm -hmm. that, that's quantum, quantum mechanics in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to go into that space where we're going to cause the observer effect with a pretty clean consciousness. Right. That's what he's, that's what he's saying. So then he asks a question in here. He says, how do we suspend our negative emotions while we access the powerful space between? And then he invites us in this book to consider the practice of blessing. The practice of blessing. So let me define from one other page how he defines blessing. Blessing may be defined as a quality of thought, feeling, or emotion that allows us to redefine our feelings about something that's hurting us now or has hurt us in the past. Stated another way, blessing something is the lubricant that frees our hurtful emotions, opening us up to greater healing, rather than keeping our emotions stuck and unresolved within the body. To lubricate our emotions, we must acknowledge or he calls that blessing, all aspects of those hurtful things, such as those who suffer, the cause of the suffering, and those who witness the outcome. So important to recognize that blessing does not condone or make excuses for any atrocity or act of suffering, so it's not that. Doesn't put a stamp of approval on a hurtful event or suggest that we would ever choose to re-experience it. So that's very much like forgiveness. Forgiveness is not those things either. What blessing does do is to free us from our painful experiences. It acknowledges that those events, whatever they were, have occurred. When we do so, our feelings about those experiences move through our bodies instead of getting stuck inside them. In this way, blessing is the key to reaching Rumi's field beyond wrongdoing and rightdoing. Blessing is the key to accessing the space between, or at least one key. It temporarily suspends our hurt long enough so that we can replace it with another feeling. Let's see. One more little paragraph. Through the act of blessing, you assume your power to release life's deepest hurts and unresolved feelings. Blessing does so without the need to trace those feelings back to their origin, to relive the pain again and again to get the, to the bottom of it, or to embark upon the endless search to understand why things happened in the way they did. Because these things very rarely do any good. When we can make our choices and offer our prayers from a place of strength and clarity, rather than from the weakness of rage and hurt, something wonderful begins to happen. Sounds too simple to work, but such a powerful tool can be as simple or as difficult as we choose to make it. The reason the blessing works so well is easy to understand. It's impossible to judge something while we're blessing it at the same time. Our minds won't allow us to do both things at once. 
I like what it said about that the blessing is a pause and that it's, it's an ability to um, reconnect to the truth about us versus what this situation is telling us about us. Yes. It's a pause, an opportunity to go back to what we know to be the truth of us, for us, rather than focusing on the difficulty of whatever the situation is. Like we're reframing. We're reframing, even if just for a moment, just for a moment. What I found, and it works for me great, is when something happens to me and I'm not real thrilled about it, and then mm -hmm. I'm going to run it like a monkey mind in my head, <laughs> I look at it for a second and go, I'm not happy with this. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I accept it even though I'm not thrilled about it. Mm -hmm. And I let it go. And it's been really working well for me. Good. Good. <laughs> another, another good way to pause. Another way to pause. So he's saying that human beings tend to push feelings away or not deal with them. Mm -hmm. Especially when, you know, life is going on. We might have kids to deal with. We might have jobs to deal with. And so we can just shove stuff aside sometimes. And those things tend to get lodged in our bodies and create pain or illnesses of various kinds. They create emotional blockages, which ultimately, if they're not dealt with, will lead to physical illness. So it's important that we find ways to allow our feelings to move through us without allowing them to completely overwhelm us. So the practice of blessing is one way to create a powerful space between, a space where there's no positive and no negative. There's no right, no wrong. A space where something new can be created. So it's just like forgiveness. I read you the section about not condoning, um, not inviting it to happen again. It's just acknowledging without judgment. So he talks about a process, a very simple process for using blessing, one possible way to do it. And he says that the very first thing that you need to do, though, before you approach this conscious blessing process is to ask yourself a question. Am I willing to step into a place where there's no need for retribution? Am I willing to allow that, that there doesn't need to be a payback here? Because until you're in that space where you can say, okay, you know, I'm going to trust divine law at work to take care of whatever, there doesn't need to, I don't need to see payback here. Okay, once you're in that place, then you can move into this process that he talks about. Until then, it's more about finding how to get to that place where we can allow spirit to do what it does and take care of things as it will. So once you're at that place, once you feel a loosening within you, a willingness to let go, he invites us to speak out loud first. He, that's the most powerful way to do this. Um, later on, you might get so automatic with it that it becomes sub-vocalizing or whatever. 
But to literally say, I bless the one who is suffering. That might be you. It might be another specific person. It might be a group of people. It might be someone in an accident, someone that's had a tsunami. It doesn't matter. I actively bless the one who is suffering. Then, I bless the one who has caused the suffering. The one or the ones. This might be you as well. It might be another person, a government, a group. And then finally, I bless myself in the witnessing. Because in the witnessing, we can suffer, right? We're affected by what we see and what we hear. So while you're engaged in blessing, a space is created for healing. Because you're actively involved in blessing the one who is suffering, blessing the one who has caused the suffering, and blessing yourself in the witnessing. While you're doing that, you can't be engaged in that negative emotion. It doesn't, the two can't coexist within you. So I'm going to invite you, as we wrap up today, to give this a try. I'm not going to ask you to shout it out or even sub-vocalize it. However, for practice here, you can do this in your mind. And then just remember that if you really choose to use this in your life, going somewhere private where nobody's going to think you're crazy, and really vocalizing it is powerful. So that does lend power to the practice. So call to mind someone or a group of someones that is suffering or that has suffered. And then in your mind, I bless whomever, whatever, And now, I bless the one or ones who have caused the suffering. Be as specific as you can in your mind. If there are specific names involved, people, groups of people, I bless the ones who have caused the suffering. And then finishing, I bless myself in the witnessing. Now in this next moment of silence, do it again. 
as many times as you can in the next minute or so. from the Gnostic Gospel of Peace. These words. In the moment between the breathing in and the breathing out is hidden all the mysteries. And from the Gospel of Thomas. If you bring forth that which you have within you, it will save you. If you do not, it will destroy you. In this sacred moment, knowing that God is the one source, Spirit is the one source of all of life, the one universal living presence expressing and experiencing themselves as all of creation. I relax in the knowing that I am that. I am a perfect and intentional expression of the divine as are each one of us. I am honored and privileged to offer this blessing to all who are suffering in the world. I bless you. To all who cause suffering, I bless you. And for the witnessing of suffering in each of our daily lives, I bless us all. In this blessing, I stand in the gap between what has been and what is yet to come. I hold a safe and sacred space for possibilities to flourish. 
for a more beautiful world to come into being. Once again, in this blessing, I stand in the gap between what has been and what has yet to be. I hold a safe and sacred space for possibilities to flourish and for a more beautiful world to come into being. In deep faith that my prayer is powerful, that it makes a positive impact, and with profound gratitude, that I am part of the co-creation of our future, as are we all. I release my word into the receptive field that hears and responds to it with a resounding yes. I let it be so. And so it is. Amen. So, I invite you to consider that as one of your tools in your toolbox. When you're feeling stuck or feeling hurt or feeling something other than the way you want to be feeling. Usually there's a reason when we're not feeling at our best. And the process of blessing can be a powerful tool. So I invite you to look around, say good morning. I'm back for my blessing. <laughs> Every Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we're doing here in the community and the world by the sharing of your financial abundance, should you choose to do that. So if you're online with us today, you can go to mysticheart.org. You'll find a donate button and you'll find our mailing address. Uh, we have a gracious giving program. If you would choose to want to commit a monthly um, a, a donation of any amount to our, to our community, you can get more information online or ask someone here about that. And so as we move into this time of giving, know that we just deeply appreciate every gift of time, money, of attention, of love. All of the gifts that flow this way are greatly appreciated. So we ask you to affirm with us this blessing, this affirmation for our offering today. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely and in the spirit of love, blessing it, sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. So I'm going to show you just a little different side of Jason Mraz today. <laughs> this is agroforestry. It's agriculture through 
trees, tree diversification. I've got an avocado tree, banana tree, fig tree, coffee trees. We went from a water crop of single Haas avocado to now having about 40 different fruit varieties on site. Cause my home is where my food is grown. I'm going back to the earth. By diversifying, we can now have harvests every month. If you're looking to do something that would greatly impact Mother Earth, plant a tree. You don't need acres and acres and acres to build a food forest. You really just need a few hundred square feet. You're gonna look outside one day and go, what is something we buy every day at the grocery store that instead of waiting for it to be shipped around the world to me, what can I put in my own backyard that I can do myself? Whenever my head starts to hurt Before it goes from bad to feeling worse I turn off my phone, I get down low And put my hands in the dirt I try to stop the world from moving so fast Try to get a grip on where I'm at And simplify this dizzy life And put my feet in the grass I'm going back to the earth I'm going back And in that spirit, I say thank you to our Mother Earth for sustaining us, for growing us, for being there for us. And I thank each and every person here for the gifts that you give each day, whether it be through time, talent, or energy. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the gifts. And I'm grateful for the love that flows through each and every one of us as each and every one of us. And so in this moment, I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Well, let's wrap up with our closing song and go have some lunch. I understand we have a Mediterranean theme today. <laughs> it's all Greek to me. It's all Greek to me. All together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take your past and set it free. you
love you. Thank you for being here on Mother's Day.